Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Aerial Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Aerial Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. I am Aaron, and I'm here, as always, with my boy, Jason J.J. Jenkins. How you doing, man? Good, Aaron. Great to be here with you. Excited. We are launching on a new adventure. Yes, we are. This is episode one. Episode one, which is exciting. Of a whole new world. Yes. And I think that uh, hopefully by the end of this podcast and the next podcast, we can give a really good picture of who we are and where we're coming from. But in order to understand what we're doing with Aerial Tribe, I think it'd be important for us to, for everyone listening, to just understand who we are and and why who we are has led to this space of what we're doing. And I think the story of who we are is really significant part of the process here. So I would love for you, Jason, just to begin, tell us about what's brought you to this decision on jumping in with the Aerial Tribe. Uh, Thanks, Aaron. And again, just super excited to be a part of what I think is going to touch a lot of people's lives. And so uh, for all of those that are listening, you know, thank you for, for being a part of Aerial Tribe's uh, first podcast and to take a journey with us because that's really what this is about. And that's really what life is about in a lot of ways that I want to say that's brought me to this point. So my background is uh, in the business world. So 22 years in the financial industry. I'm originally, as you know, from San Diego. So I'm a hat on backwards, tacos, flip-flops. That's my love language in a lot of ways. Yeah, so I went to school in San Diego. Then I had to uh, go suffer four years in Santa Barbara. Uh, It was tough going to college. You know, I don't know how you made it. You know, when my parents dropped me off, I looked around. I said, so I can do this in six years. (laughs) They're like, you're doing it in four. And so I lost that bet. Actually, I did it in four years. Tried for six, but... uh, but yeah, so I got out of college, you know, I had my uh, degree in business and, you know, like, I think like a lot of college kids, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And so I found myself, you know, falling in the world of kind of, you know, helping people on their finances. And, uh, you know, from there, I went and got my MBA out in San Diego. To be all honest with you, I thought, I'm going to go do something else. I never really had a strong passion for it, but I enjoyed helping people. Sure. And so the first step in my journey was in my MBA, where I met my mentor, Dr. Senyuaja Beloso who's from Ghana, Africa. So there's a Don't lot of, say that five times I fast. I was going to say, it took me a while. There's a lot of those in his name. But um, he really is one of the most amazing human beings that has touched my life, that's brought me here today. And so he wrote this book. So I graduated in 05, and his book was uh, titled The Human Factor and Leadership Effectiveness. And so like yourself, I know, Aaron, you enjoy reading and, and things about leadership. And what really struck me was... When I grabbed this book, it's more of an academic book because that's kind of his background, Mm -hmm. but he took the first half of the book, breaking down every leadership philosophy style that we have tried to implement and said, here's why they're not working. And then the backside of his book 
He said, let me tell you what is going to work. And there was really four words. It was love, grace, forgiveness, and compassion. And I was like, how the heck is this intelligent human being making an argument about leadership is around this? And by the time I got done reading this book, I was like, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely, it's, it's truly what is sustainable. And so we, uh, when I said, so now let's get together. It was one of those situations where, you know, we got together, it was a lunch meeting, it turned into a lunch dinner meeting. And I said, Sinio, this is, this is too powerful. This is something that just can't die on a bookshelf. Like, what are you doing about it? And he said, well, Jason, you know, uh, you know, my vision is I'd love to create a school back in Ghana where he's from, you know, that would teach about, you know, we teach these young kids, but at the same time, we're really going to press into their heart around this. And so I was like, well, why are you not doing this? He goes, well, I'm nothing but a poor professor. I said, well, I'm nothing but a crazy white guy. So let's go figure this out. <laughs> and that was in uh, 2006. And so that was my journey. I really feel where God began to tinker with my heart. And so uh, since then, the school is still up. We're K through 12th grade. Over 700 kids are getting an education in the middle of this small fishing village called Akachi. Many of them are orphans, which is super cool. And so it was this idea that one person can make a difference. And so what's sustainable is giving them the skill sets to be competitive in the marketplace, mm-hmm. but giving them those pillars, uh, especially in, you know, I guess the whole world is corrupt, but especially in third world countries, yeah. so that they could step into places and make a difference in their community. And so, um, and I'll never forget when Sinios told me this, he said, Jason, this is a project of generations. He goes, we might see this in 30 years. I was like, wow, that's, you know, you want to talk about plant harvest. That's quite a while. But it's the long game. It's the long game, but it's the right game. Right. And so, you know, that really began to, you know, over the years, again, shape and mold my heart as I was still staying in business. But, you know, I had this kind of this outlet. My kids have had a chance to be exposed to it. And so really just kind of impacting my life. And so, again, just continue to grow my business. As you know, I, I developed a, a software company that I had the opportunity uh, in the financial space, you know, a fintech company to uh, sell a couple of years ago. And I'm still participating with that company now on their executive team. But really through that journey, especially recently, I just felt God beginning to pull on my heart, you know, about Jason, you were designed to go impact people's lives. Yeah. And that kind of led uh, me doing, you know, last year with COVID and all that going on, which I'm actually grateful for COVID. I know that some people want to hear that and be like, hey, COVID sucked. It did suck. <laughs> it did suck. It there was, was a lot of suck in it. There was a ton of suck in it. But but for me, what it did personally, it like a lot of us, it just kind of slapped me in my face. I was just, I was going and I was going really, really hard. And I was almost like, you know, blinders and just like, okay, hey, I'm doing my job, providing for my family. You guys need to keep up. God, if you want to keep up with me, that'd be great too. But I'm, I'm going and I'm going to crush this because <laughs> that's my job. And then it stopped. And then we had to repivot. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, what, what's going on? Mm. And then that's when God was like, hey, Jason, are you ready to come back and kind of stare in the mirror a little bit? And that's when, you know, I started doing the 75 hard. And I will talk a little bit about that. But that really allowed me to kind of go back into my heart, which I think kind of gets us here today. That's a little bit about my journey. Yeah. So I um, I, I had a, a similar journey from a different angle. And I, I think one of the things that you and I've talked about is for you, the the futility of chasing the bottom line and always improving on dollars and cents 
seems if you can't impact people, that's been a major piece of your, like, is this really all there is? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love business. You know, you, you have the benefit of coming to know me uh, where people are like, Hey, who's this Jason Jenkins guy? Right. I ha- I love how you said that. I have the benefit yeah, of coming do. to know you. you. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just, I guess, sell myself. Here, right? That was a little self-endorsing. No, um, no, but I guess just the, you know, the, the advantage is a better way to put it. Right. And just, you know, I, I love creating things and I, and I feel like I've got a gift in certain things like that, but there's got to be something so much more. That's always been in my heart, you know? So yeah, I think this part of why I'm here. I'll tell you, uh, the moment that I was like, okay, I want him to be my friend. I remember we were talking, we were on your little outside deck talking about your job and what you do and your heart for what motivates you to do what you do. And it had nothing to do with impressing the stockholders or, you know, the, it wasn't about the bottom line at all. It was about helping your employees be better. And I was like, that, that's a guy that gets it. Um, and I think Thanks. part of the frustration for you was at the time, not feeling like you were working with a group of people who understood that. Yeah, it is tough because, you know, I try and I want to live like, hey, today is my last day. Like, I really, you know, like, I don't want it to be, obviously, but I want my actions to be going in that direction they best possibly can be. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, and I think that requires accountability. I think that requires a group of people that are going to encourage you because there's days that I want to be selfish pretty much almost every day, like, you know, as we go through it. And I think that our environments are really critical to that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I know for me, I came from a, a Christian home. Um, my dad is a pastor, still to this day, is pastoring in a small church in Montana. And I um, I watched lots of people come and go in the church. It was always an interesting journey for me to observe. My dad was an evangelist. Uh, he just, he was fearless about talking to people about Jesus. And and their relationship with just like with right it. on the street. Or oh whatever. my gosh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> like I was as a kid, I was like, oh, like, Dad, we're going to the movies. That's tomorrow. right. That's right. Dad, I just wanted to go get some candy at the store. Like, <laughs> shut up. Um, but he was fearless about it, and so I watched hundreds and hundreds of people come to Christ in his ministry. It's just always who, That's cool. it's who he was. I also watched a lot of those people walk away, and I never could quite put my finger on like, what is that thing? What is the disconnect there where people start well, but they're not finishing, like they're not finishing well. And, and I was, I was always fascinated by that. And I was like, oh, they're just hypocrites. Oh, they didn't mean it. Oh, I mean, I, but I think there's something else there. And I, I, you know, as I grew up and, and went into the ministry myself through a really long sorted story, that's um, another podcast for another day. There we go. Uh, it, it was, it's kind of been a lifelong pursuit. Like if the Bible says, okay, we're more than conquerors through him who loves us. And if that's true, then where, where's the victory? Where's the power? Where's the, you know, where's the, where's the, the guts of the Christian life and where, why are we not experiencing more power in that space? And so I, I um, have always uh, wrestled with that, tried to figure that out. Jumped into ministry, got into the church, saw a lot of people come to Christ, a lot of a lot of that, and a lot of people even starting in their relationship. We got real passionate about what, what we call making disciples. We want to disciple people. That's what Jesus invites us to. 
uh, is this go into all the world and make disciples. And so when we jumped into, like, we want to take that really seriously, what it boils down to is making a disciple is helping someone grow up in their faith. And so what we did was we started spending a ton of time uh, investing in people's biblical knowledge, investing in people's spiritual journey, doing all that stuff in a way that is, it was good and help people. And, and what we saw was a lot lower percentage of people are walking away from their faith. So they're giving their life to Christ. They're becoming mature spiritually, but they're, they're not walking away from their faith. But there's still that percentage that is. And I, and I wrestle with that. Like, how do we fix that? But beyond that, it just feels like there's still these major gaps in people's development. And one of the things that hit me one day was who we are as human beings, mind, body, and spirit, it's all connected. And so it's like uh, when when I eat something bad, which is a physical reality, I eat a donut, I'm foggy mentally. If I'm foggy mentally, then I'm foggy emotionally. If I'm foggy emotionally, then I treat people poorly. And, you know, I, I told my staff even just this last week, I was like, guys, what if I told you that I know a way to be a better leader. I know a way to be more creative, more passionate, to be better for our volunteers. Uh, I know a way to be kinder, to be more gentle, to be more focused, to have more energy. I know a way to do that, but nah, I don't want to. What if I told you that? They were like, well, we wouldn't want you to lead. I said, I know. I know a way. And and the interesting thing is it's diet and exercise. And it's this weird connection of, and the church doesn't promote that. For me personally, I hit a point where I stood on a scale and I was pushing 300 pounds <laughs> and I and I had a conversation in my head with, I mean, being over 300 wouldn't be too bad. Then my next thought was, whoa, what? <laughs> what? Uh, but how, you know, if if self-control is a is a central part of the Christian life, right? And and energy and and wanting to live my life at a level that is just inconsistent with what I'm have the energy to do, the capacity to do right now and in this current state. How is it okay for me to even entertain that? And so one of the things that came for me is this journey of realizing the integration of the entire body, that I am a spiritual being, but I'm also an emotional being. I'm also a physical being. And trying to deny that doesn't make it go away. There's got to be a way for us to integrate all that together. And so this journey for me has been to come to this place where I believe that God makes people full of potential and we keep getting in our own way. 100%. And not only are we getting in our own way, but we're getting in our own way in, in what feels disconnected ways. Um, it Like, it, I'm not eating right, so my spiritual journey is struggling. That feels like it's disconnected. But if I'm an integrated whole as a human, yeah. then they are connected. 100%. And so we got to figure out a way to integrate all that stuff. And that's been my journey. Then you came you came at me with 75 hard. And I was like, that sounds... Well, and the thing was, I asked you because I watched you changing. I watched you changing physically. I watched you changing emotionally. Like your whole sense of being was becoming different. Um, and I was like, I... What, what's going on? What do you, I yeah. like that. I like yeah. what's happening with you. And as you described it, I was like, oh, I'm, I'll just jump right in and do that. That'd be, that'll be easy. That's going to be easy. 
Um, they don't call it 75 hard for nothing. That's right. But that was something that um, I think sparked a journey for both of us. And we'll talk mm. lots about that journey. We will. And the journey that, that we're still on as we speak. I mean, I think that's what makes this, what we're talking about so cool is it's an invitation that there's no closure to that, right? Like when we talk about challenges, there's like, well, we're going to start here. We're going to end here. You're like, no, this is about, I want something more. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's that invitation of I'm going to wake up every single day. It's a, it's every day. It's an invitation to who do I want to be? Yep. Yes. And I, uh, I love that you said it that way because this is a journey that we are still on. Yeah. And we'll continue to be on. Yes. And are inviting other people to join us. Yeah. Because of what we've seen transform, change, emerge in our own lives. And I think it's one of those things that to get back to your heart for people, I want people to be able to experience what I've been able to experience on this journey. 100%. And I can't, I'm so excited about it. I can't keep it quiet. And so to go back to like, you know, my, again, my world as a pastor, the whole idea of discipleship has got to be rooted in an integrated approach to the whole person. So we need to have a fundamental way to develop the spiritual person. We've got to have a, a fundamental way to develop the emotional person and, and the physical person. Like I can't, I can't just from my own perspective, I can't weigh 350 pounds and talk about the fruit of the spirit. Because one of them self-control, you know, and, and that if I can't preach the whole counsel of God because I don't want to, I want to avoid where I'm struggling with it, there's a problem. I mean, another way to think about it is, you know, from a holistic perspective, even if it was like you're trying to build, you know, walls around a fort of some sort. Well, what if it required three walls, but you only built two? Well, you would get attacked right where you're, you know, there's no defense. Yeah. So you have to. You know, when I'm, when I'm listening to you, like that was kind of what was coming into my head is because every day we wake up, we know we're going to get attacked, right? We are going to get tired. We are going to get frustrated. We're going to get any, all of those things. So you have to be equipped in all three of these categories so that you can, um, you know, be the best version that, that God calls us to be. Yeah. Yep. And I think, um, that's our invitation at the heart of everything that we're launching yeah. with the Ariel tribe is this desire to see people become the fullest version of themselves. And that has kept both of us up late at night. And it has. And every conversation that we have is about, okay, let's start with our own personal growth. And then it always switches to how do we help other people with this? Like it always goes there. Mm-hmm. And so we, I feel like I have to be a part of this journey. Um, and I know you've shared that too, like this, I have to do this. And, and I, I just know, you know, 27 years of ministry and working with people a lot. I know that um, people have a tendency to get in their own way and we want to help people get out of their own way. And I think that's why this is a community. And that's why accountability and doing this with others, you know, is, is a big part of this Yeah, because you can't do it alone. I mean, God, that's, it just, we can't, it just, it's too tough. At some point, I don't care who you think you are or how, you know, you know, gritty you think you might be at some point, you're going to have a bad moment. You're going to have a bad time. And that's just where I think, you know, those type of like-minded friends and accountability can go a long way. Yeah. And I think one of the key catalysts to change, in in fact, I'll tell you, uh, gosh, it's been 20 plus years ago. Now Dartmouth University came out with a, a document called Hardwired to Connect. And it was the first time 
that they had had an interdisciplinary study on what actually brings about change in people and not treating symptoms, not being symptomatic uh, diagnosers in the medical world, but what actually brings about change. And their whole thing boiled down to authoritative community. The answer was across medical disciplines, whether it's your family doctor or psychologist or um, some, some other world of the thing that actually brings about real transformation in people is authoritative community. Yeah. Another way, I just got done reading a great book called Tribes. I mean, if you go back to how we were as human beings, we were designed to be in small tribes and communities and, you know, there's, there's safety in that. There's, there's accountability to what's taking place. And so, yeah, that's what this is about. And, and also too, I think, you know, something we talked about, I might be saying, well, Jason, Aaron, what's, what's aerial tribe stand for? I mean, do we, you want to talk about that for a second? Because I feel like that's, uh, we were really deliberate around, you know, what we wanted to name this uh, this effort that we're putting out there. Yeah, I um, I would hate to take that thunder from you. That's that's uh, your baby, that name. Well, I, it, hey, I, it's both. Well, I appreciate you saying. I mean, so Ariel Tribe. You know, we wanted to we wanted to come up with a name that was encouraging to us, but really kind of had a target to like, what did this mean? And so um, Ariel stands for, you know, if you look it up in Hebrew is Lion of God. And there's something really powerful. We all know what a lion stands for, just courageousness and its courage and its and its strength. And, you know, um, but when when I think of a lion, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but a lion's eyes is the most attractive feature of their strength for me personally. They can actually see 13 times greater than a human. So when I think of a lion, it's always been an encouragement to me. I want to see things that others don't. And so that was kind of the genesis of like, you know, kind of researching and coming up with something. But when, uh, you know, I kind of Googled, you know, uh, you know, lion in Hebrew and then Ariel came up, I was like, okay, this is super cool. Mm-hmm. Somehow the word lion and God is like in the same phrase. It, it really meshed in my mind the conversations there that you and I are having was I want to get back to Senyo. Like, so there's this whole love, grace, forgiveness, and compassion that God you know, emulates for us. And then there's this lion that just wants to go be a lion, right? And they're both together and they require both of those, right? And so that's kind of where Ariel came about. And, and so we're like, okay, well, what, what, what's kind of tagged onto this? And because we felt like it couldn't just be, hey, welcome to Ariel. We really wanted it to describe what we were, you know, putting together. And that's where tribe come in, which is the whole community thing. So that's uh, that's where Aerial Tribe, uh, the name, what it stands for, and uh, we think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome, and it matches your your tattoo on your arm, so that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So here's 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 a question: like, who is this for? Yeah. Um, who who would work? Who would it help? Who would it not help? Uh, I think first of all, we want to invite people into a community that have a, a desire to become more or a sense or a vision for their life where they're like, gosh, I just feel like there's something more out there. I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly how to take hold of it. I just know that there's something more out there and I I feel stuck where I am. I feel unsure how to move forward in my life, regardless of what part of my life, I feel stuck and I want to move forward. I, I, I think about people who want to move forward in business or they want to grow or become an entrepreneur and they want to start a business or even somebody who's like, we've been married 15 years, our marriage is stagnant. 
we don't know what to do to to pull it kind of out of the dregs. Or uh, I have a kid who's a great kid, but we cannot connect. And I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to get it uh, off center. You know, any wherever you're at, or I just I have this compulsion to do something that I think is destructive, and I don't I don't know how to handle it. Whether that's overeating, or it's binging on TV and not getting up and doing the things that I know I should do. Whatever it is, if you're in that space where you're like, "Gosh, I I I believe there's more. I just don't know what what this is for you." Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think it is. I think um, just to kind of you know underscore what you just said. You know, those that are listening to this, have you that that sensation where you're by yourself? It's just you. If it's in front of the mirror or you're on a walk and you know that voice where you say, There's more. I don't know what that is, but there's got to be more. Mm-hmm. Or whatever that theme, right? You just talked about your marriage, your children, um, your job. I mean, you don't know what that's what this is for. Yeah. And what I see this tribe about is almost like stepping stones. It's just taking one step. It's a journey, right? We think that what we're putting together is going to help that journey, you know what I mean? Kind of, you know, providing a path and a, and a process uh, that we kind of call that invitation that's going to help open that up, you know, so it's not like, you know, there's no guidance to it. But that to me, if you're listening to this, that it's that when you close your eyes, where you're walking, where you look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, there's more. That's what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. And and I would say if you're listening to this and when you look in the mirror, you're like, I have everything that I could possibly ever want in my life. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm contented. Uh, this is enough. Where my life is, is enough. Then this podcast and, and the community around it yeah. is, it's not going to be a benefit for you. And and I'll say that up front. Don't, don't you know, Go find someplace else where you can benefit and grow. This isn't the space for you. But if when you look in the mirror, you go, really, I don't, I don't want this to be the rest of my life. It's not even necessarily bad. I just want more. Yeah. If that's where you're at, then the Aerial Tribe community is exactly how you can move yeah, forward and, with that. And I think, you know, we're gonna we're going to this this community is about encouragement, but this is about guidance. You know, this is about you know, doing the things that we know that are going to open up that heart. You don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. But what we know is that journey, when you lean into that and you do the things you should, and that's why we built that invitation, uh, you know, that's on the website, that we're seeing it happen with the people that are doing it. We experience it ourselves. That That's just where things are going to happen. Yeah. They just are. And, and that's why it's really a stepping stone of like, Hey, I'm going to walk into that fog. I don't know where it's going to end, and that's okay. But I know that I'm leaning into it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm excited about how the community works together. And not only, not only for the people that are coming to it, but for us, like for me selfishly, I'm excited to learn and grow and, and glean from people's experience and how, how I can do that. Because I, I, I believe that, you know, one day— I'm going to stand before the Lord. I hope that's not today, but I, if it is, I'm ready. But I, I want to stand before the Lord and go, God, I did everything I knew how to do, everything I could do with everything that you gave me. Like I have, I have done my best to put my best foot forward in life so that when I leave, this world is a better place than when I got here. And that's not like that takes me developing the potential that's in myself. For all of us, 
in order to leave the world a better place, I have to become a better human in, in my own space that, that individual piece ripples out into the world globally. And, and so that's really, um, at the heart of what we're doing here. I'm super stoked about this and, and I'm super stoked to do it with you, JJ. Oh, I'm, here, man. I'm excited. It's it's <laughs> going to be awesome. It is going to be great. So for those of you that are listening to us, thank you for listening. And, and we're super excited to join you on this journey. Please um, contact us if you have any questions or thoughts or ideas. Or as you get started, anything that's going well or things that you're learning, we'd love to hear that as well. Yeah, and go to Ariel Tribe, Ariel-Tribe.com because that's got uh, the invitation and all the information on how to contact us. Yeah, awesome. Awesome.